Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nathaniel Paul Thurston, and across from me is Mr. Charles Chuck Thompson. How's it going today, Chuck? It's dumb bleep, man. It's freaking Friday right now. We're going to talk about dumb things. The stupidest things on the internet. I know. We've been talking about this war so much this week. I got to warn you, like the first three have to do with it, and then we just got to get back to talking about other things that are going on around the country. Besides the war. Yeah, it's too much. Too many things. But anyway, this is Good Morning Liberty. We talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week when we want to. On Fridays, we do something called Dumb Bleep of the Week. That is where the live group, the Fed Haters Club, puts in their submissions. People on Twitter put in submissions. I put in submissions, and then we pick about 10 of them. And we have the live group, the Fed Haters Club, vote on which one was the dumbest. They will move on to Dumb Bleep of the Year. The winner will get a trophy. It's very fun. It's very fun to do. And it's everyone's favorite episode. You look at our stats, all of our top episodes are Dumb Bleep episodes. We might as well just do this episode. People like the dumb. Yeah, they really like listening to us make fun of dumb things, which is kind of what we do every day. We just don't call it that. But anyhow... (laughs) We're going to uh, to get to get going on these. We've already got the submissions put into the Dumb Bleep of the Week voting channel. And I reckon we might as well get on to number one. Now, number one, this might be confusing for some people. All right. Did you say that this podcast is all about life, liberty, and pursuit? I did. Meaning and dumb. And dumb things. Yeah. That's the other thing. Yeah. And coming soon, by the way, I haven't told you this, but we're going to have a new segment and we need a name for it. But it's going to be when I see these fake things on, you notice we scroll and see, I spend a lot of time on Twitter. Clearly mm. this shows like a Twitter roundup every yeah. day, mm. you know, X roundup every day. I see a lot of things that That's are just, why your mental health is suffering. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Completely unverified where someone, and a lot of times it, it is these right wing people. They'll say this completely unverified thing that just happened with no link, no picture, just some wild claim that is probably them uh, taking one little thing that was said out of context and then and then making this wild claim. And it gets like 10,000 retweets <laughs> with absolutely no verification to it whatsoever. And honestly, that's on all the people out there that are just, they see something and they're like, oh my God, there's truth. We got to tell everyone about this. You got to at least look into it. You sound like you second. really want the ministry of you truth. Know, I don't want to. I want people you want to be somebody responsible. Out there to, yeah. Okay. I want. Yeah. Like Costco said, the left was just doing it with the hospital parking lot strike. Sometimes retweeting something like the New York Times is doing the same thing as what like people are doing. The left was doing it yeah. during Trump's entire presidency. But I've started. <laughs> I've started noticing these people, things they a do, lot. They do do that. They find like they hear one thing and they tweet it out as if it's gospel. Mm-hmm. As if it's the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So I want to so do. Help me Allah. I want to do some sort of a fake news roundup uh, segment. Just call it unverified. Unverified. That's pretty good. Unverified yeah. reports. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I like that. That's the sounds, latest that in sounds, the unverified reports. Sounds pretty official. I was going to try and make it some kind of a funnier, ridiculous name, but I kind of like the serious name of Unverified. Yeah. And uh, I've already got a few. I've been sending them to my uh, to my email inbox, and we'll find a day that we go through those things. But that day is not today. Today is Dumb Bleep of the Week. Yes. Do you Today's, like the idea, by the way? I haven't even... 
brought it up I mean, to you yet. Yeah. But you're going to ask me while while we're recording. That sounds great. <laughs> Love it. You don't have to say it sounds great. <laughs> well, actually, I do like it. Okay. Do you really Monday like it? Monday would be a good day. Yeah. You know? Although there's a lot of news over the weekend to catch up on. So it might have to be like Tuesday. True. True. Okay. Let's get on to Dumbleat number one. This is one I believe, well, I'm not going to say who who put this in the group as a uh, as a topic submission because I don't like to bias the voting. So I'm going to, we'll explain this. This does not mean that we're pro Hamas, by the way, because we're not. As we've said, every single one of those sons of bitches deserves to die a I'm traitor's death. Terrorism. Absolutely. Just like against I'm against it. death. Yeah. I, those are the videos of people getting killed that I'd like to see. And I don't even like videos of people getting killed. It's, it's like, okay. Those goes against, they, they go against the basic principles of like, don't hurt people mm -hmm. and don't yeah. take their stuff. Yeah. So, and don't take people. Basically, <laughs> anyone who's not a libertarian, that's who uh, we, <laughs> <laughs> kidding. But there is this thing going on where, listen, there's Palestine, there's Gaza, all right. And then there's, there's Hamas. And I do, I do understand that Hamas is the elected regime of Gaza, all right. But, I don't think that we should make the assumption, and this assumption that is, people actually had a choice. Yeah, this the assumption is necessary for uh, when you see, like, oh, someone blew up a building and it had uh, hundreds of civilians in it, and they all died. The assumption is necessary for you to justify seeing civilians die. Like you, you have to jump through these loops and say, well, they voted for Hamas; they're they're in power. These are the, this is who they wanted. And so they all support it. I don't think that's true. You could look at a very simple fact, like the fact that we don't support what the American regime does. And we've been here for 35 and 36 years and we don't support what the American regime does. So do we deserve to die for what they do? There's millions of potential libertarians out there. There's a bunch of Republicans that don't support Biden, the current president that's out there. And so when you look at an elected government, of a land, you can't just say, well, that means that government represents all of the people inside of this land. We have it right here in America where the elected government doesn't represent all of the people. So why would you think in an area where you would just get shot in the street for not supporting the government that all the people support the government in the land? Yeah. So anyhow. It's like we'll, saying all the North Koreans support Kim yeah, Jong-un. Yeah. Well, they don't rise up against them. They're not protesting against what Kim Jong-un is doing. Yeah. Because they don't want to die. They've done the calculation. Yeah. You know, same reason you're not protesting against the mask mandates or the vaccine mandates or whatever. You don't want to get arrested. You didn't want the headache of whatever it was going to be. Anyhow, Wilfred Riley says uh, it's not an exaggeration to say that people who are pro-Palestine in any political sense are pro-Hamas. Hamas is the elected government of the currently prominent chunk of Palestine. Mm. Okay, so... So that seems like an exaggeration, actually, though, Wilford. Actually seems like an exaggeration. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there are a lot of people at these pro-Palestine rallies we've seen around the world and in, in the U.S. that actually are pro-Hamas, what Hamas did, and that's really dumb, and that's really gross, okay? Mises Caucus had a nice little post on here, said, so being pro-America means being pro-Biden. No, clearly it does not mean that you were pro-Biden or pro what the current government is in the United States. Here's another post from Dinesh D'Souza. This is in response to a New York Post article. The New York Post article says progressives call for U.S. to take in some of the expected one million Gaza refugees. 
So that's the story. Not to take in all 1 million, but some of the 1 million Gaza refugees. And Dinesh D'Souza says, Hamas in America. This is how progressives define progress. So any refugee from Gaza is Hamas, I yeah. guess. That's, that's what it would be. For the same reason that if you move to another country, that would be the same thing as Biden in America. You know, if I'm just saying, if you right. connect those two things together, mm -hmm. that's that's what they are. You have to believe that there are people who live in a country who are too scared to stand up against their government, who do not support their government. Do not make this rationalization, this justification, so you don't have to feel bad when civilians get killed in a conflict. And Clint Russell made a really good uh, described this all in a really good way. I just saw this this morning. He said, actually, Charlie, go ahead. All right. He said, this is Liberty Lockdown. He said, uh, there hasn't been an election in Palestine in 17 years. That's true. Half of the people living in Gaza today weren't even alive during that election. The voting age in 2006 was 18. So you'd have to be 35 years old today to have ever voted even once in your entire life. 70% of them are under 35 years old, so 70% plus of them have never voted. Hamas won the election with under 50% of the popular vote, so approximately 85% of Palestinians alive today didn't vote for Hamas. So to the people who keep saying they voted for Hamas, they get what they deserve, stop saying it. It's dumb. So he he has actually concluded that this is dumb, yeah. so that... You know, it's on Dumb Bleep of the Week. It's, so dumb, it's a dumb bleep. We were right about that. Uh, but that was a really good way of breaking it down. 85%, and of course these are rough numbers, could be 80 or whatever, but 85% of Palestinians alive today did not vote for Hamas. Now that is not the same thing as saying that they don't support Hamas. That number could be very different. Now, what people will respond with is that there have been polls conducted, Charlie. Well, this is, this is, he's saying to the people who keep saying they voted for Hamas. True, true, true. They get what they deserve. So he's responding specifically to that. So some of the responses on his were They're, that, were that polls show nine, that 90% of them support Hamas. <laughs> Listen, when we do polls in America, we call them BS. Yeah. Do you support me, Nate? <laughs> exactly. If you can't see right now because you're listening, Charlie's pointing a gun directly at a my head. A finger gun. A finger gun. Yeah. Directly, which we were, if we were in grade school, that'd get us expelled right now. I but, know, but we're not. Um, we're not. This is freedom of America so, speech. Like, you look at polls in America and you're like, oh, yeah, it's BS. Who answers their phone, you know, and, and does a poll or whatever? <laughs> Who's you actually going to answer or you're going to, someone's going to come up to you and ask you to what, fill out a form. How do you think they conduct the poll? Yeah. Who puts out the poll? Hamas? <laughs> like, seriously, don't have such a double standard for things. Just say that you are trying to rationalize in your brain that it's okay for civilians who potentially are just hostages to die in an airstrike yeah. for revenge. Okay. That way, when to, you look at the, the little kid who didn't yeah. deserve to die, you can sleep at night. And I'm not saying that that means everything that Israel is doing is is uh, is is wrong and they shouldn't defend themselves or whatever. You know, our typical disclaimer that we have to do here. I'm just saying. Don't rationalize, accept the truth. Like say, yeah, there are innocent people who do not support Hamas, who wish that they could leave and wish that they could stand up without getting killed that are just getting mowed down right now by shrapnel or, or whatever. Caught and, in the crossfire. And accept that fact. Don't try to rationalize it. Okay, that's dumb bleep number one.
Dumbleat number two comes from Jimmy Whales. Jimmy Whales, by the way, is the uh, is he the founder of Wikipedia or is he the guy who runs it right now? I should have looked that up. Someone give me a fact check in the group. I think he might be the founder. Let me see. I can look it up. Give me a fact check. Jimmy Whales said, "Fast moving claims and counterclaims, and Elon Musk." has removed all the core features that made it even remotely possible to tell real journalists from fakes. And Elon Musk responds with real journalist, L-M-A-O, O-O, right now, what did we find? He's a co-founder of Wikipedia. Co-founder of Wikipedia. So Jimmy Wells' uh, complaint here has to do with the checkmark system. And what he's complaining about Ironically, without a check mark, although I know that this is actually Jimmy Wales because I know that this is his account, um, he's complaining that since you removed the legacy check mark system, that there's no way of being able to tell what's real or fake news. Because remember, Charlie, back in the old days, when the people running Twitter would get to decide who got a blue check mark, at that point in time, all the news you saw from blue check marks was real news. Was legit. It was the truth. Except for like the New York Post and Hunter Biden's laptop. True. That had to True. be. Even it, though they had a blue check mark, that one had to be <laughs> taken down. Yeah. So at the in the old days, actually what it was was that check marks meant fake news back in the old days. Now, I don't I don't really care about anyone's check marking where like i said ironically this is jimmy wales saying this and it's got a bunch of views and elon musk responded to it like i know that this is him that said it because it's from his account i know it's his account because he can go to it it's got millions of follows and it's the one that he uses for tweeting all the time you could take two seconds and see here's a funny here's a funny response to this now he said real journalist lm lmao um a a, a new development since this happened. It actually happened on the same day where he made fun of real journalists. Elon Musk has removed the New York Times verification badge. So there are these kind of legacy verification badges or journalist verification badges for these big outlets out there. And the funny part now is that he actually went out there and took away the verification mark for the New York Times, which has got 55 million followers. So it's gone. They're no longer verified on Twitter. <laughs> on the same day that Jimmy Wales was complaining about people not having blue check marks and not being able to tell who the real news was coming from, they took away their check mark. <laughs> so, God, hilarious, I know, and it could have something to do with this whole thing that happened after the hospital strike uh, because this, <laughs> you know, Israel strike kills hundreds in hospital, 500 dead in strike on Gaza, 500 dead in blast at Gaza hospital, all coming from the New York Times. But it's coming from, uh, it's coming from the New York Times, so it has to be real. Mm. Because you not don't, anymore, you don't get they took fake away news from check verified people, you know. Yeah. It's just not a thing. Okay, so number two goes to, and by the way, Wikipedia. So, to be complaining... To, to Elon Musk, because now you have something called community notes. And community notes is where people get to come together and they rate things as true or not true, and they can be added to the end of claims that people are making. Kind of like the, Wikipedia. The person complaining about this is the co-founder of Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. Can someone explain that? 
the mm. site where anyone can edit. Yes, mm. Costco. Yes. <laughs> that one. <laughs> okay. And by the way, like half the crap you see on there is fake on Wikipedia. Yeah. Even if you provide sources. All right. Um, number three, let's go to video for this. This is someone interviewing the uh, head of Hamas in Gaza and uh, wants to get the right people on his side. And so he is likening what's happening in Gaza to the uh, murder of George Floyd in America. So BLM people, make sure you're on the right side here. Uh, it says, I want to take this opportunity to remember the racist murder of George Floyd. George Floyd. George Floyd. George Floyd was killed as a result of racist ideology held by some people. The same type of racism that killed George Floyd is being used by Israel against the Palestinians. And I want to take this... Oh, that was the end. That was a loop. I was about to read the whole thing again. <laughs> okay. So, Israel... Georgie Floyd. George. <laughs> Georgie. So basically Israel killed George Floyd. That's yeah, what I got from it's that. It's the same ideology. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got a, like, we got a, we got a guy running a group of people who went out there and murdered innocent women and children and men. By the way, don't forget about the men. Mm. Okay, I'm sick of this sexist way that we talk about innocent people getting murdered the men men's lives matter okay not as much as they go out there and, children, and they, they do these terrible things they they take hostages and um that he's now complaining that what israel is doing to them is like what people did to george floyd now if you connect all those two together that's not great for the blm cause like if you actually want to make blm and hamas close to the same thing uh that's that's not good. Now, last Dumbleep, we talked about how BLM Chicago was posting out. Remember the picture of the pair, the guy on the parachute mm-hmm. out there going out there to kill innocent civilians? Um, I guess BLM was totally fine with that. So have we officially reached the point where BLM is Hamas? Mm. I mean, I say that they're terrorists sometimes. They go out there and they terrorize, you know, and I don't want the terrorists to win. But yeah. are we going to make that well, comparison? I, I don't think, no. <laughs> Reminds me of Dumbling number one. <laughs> no. Hamas. I'm not talking Hamas about Hamas does not equal BLM. Okay. Some people in BLM? Some people, maybe. Yeah. Well, if you joined it, you're fine with everything they do. <laughs> you know? I think, yeah. I mean, this is kind of ridiculous, obviously. Now, <laughs> that's not to say that the Israeli government has not um hurt some Palestinian people, obviously. Yeah, but I are mean, they are they did they do it because they're racist? Because they hate no. Arabs? No, I don't think that's the reason. Yeah. And also, was George Floyd killed because he was black? Was no. it a racist killing? I don't think so. You don't think so? Yeah. But I don't know. I guess we I don't, don't know, know for sure. the motivations yeah. of, yeah. We don't know what Chauvin would have done had it been a white guy that was, you know, high yeah. as hell. He could have, I mean, he could have kept his knee on the back of a white guy too. Who knows? I, I think don't, we should let him back out in the wild and see what happens, <laughs> you know? He's only allowed to interact with white people. <laughs> Um, just as a study. Yeah. But, uh, but of course, so this is the leader, the head of Hamas. In, in Gaza, Gaza, apparently. Okay. Allegedly, according to this post. And this is Vice News. So 
there's about a 15% chance of it being true at least, <laughs> I guess. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> yeah, okay. but, but you see how this rhetoric plays out now on a global stage. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so important to, a, to attack it like in the beginning, in the small stages, you know, where people are like, oh, you know, just let people think what they want to think, whatever. Well, I mean, they think what they want to think, but you got to call it out as being really dumb because this this really does filter, like extrapolate itself out into the entire world. And when you allow those lies, because what you're doing is you're allowing lies to fester. And when you when you allow that lie, it grows and it grows and other people decide that they're going to like Pinocchio's use that nose. It is. Yeah. It is BLM's nose is now reaching all the way over to, to Gaza. Gaza right now <laughs> yeah. and touching this guy. Yeah. So this is the tip of BLM's nose, actually <laughs> talking. That's what I think. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, number four, From Chicago, number four, <laughs> it needs to be mentioned. It was put in as a dumb bleep submission. We mentioned it yesterday, but we'll, uh, we'll talk about the Janet Yellen thing. Uh, real quick, she said, of course, we have plenty of money to fund both uh, Israel and, I was going to say Israel and Palestine, which we do, actually. We're going to give $100 million to uh, to Palestine for for aid, that they're definitely going to use for aid, yeah. for sure, mm-hmm. to aid their efforts <laughs> in attacking Israel, I'm sure. Um, but we can, we can help both Ukraine and Israel and... Uh, not crash our entire economy at the same time. Here is her saying that. What this all means. Paul Tudor Jones, the famed investor, was on CNBC this week, and he said, this is the most threatening and challenging geopolitical environment that I've ever seen. At the same time, the U.S. is in its weakest fiscal position since World War II, with debt to GDP at 122%. Can, can America, can the West afford another war at this time? I, I think the answer is absolutely um, America can certainly afford to stand with Israel and to support Israel's military needs. And we also can and must support Ukraine in its struggle against Russia. And look, the American economy is doing extremely well. <sighs> Literally, the journalist is like, America's economy is the weakest it's been since World War Two. <laughs> Yeah. With with debt to GDP at 123%. She's like, our economy is strong. <laughs> strong as I've ever seen. Now Mr. what she means by... Mr. Journalist. I, like I said yesterday, I mean, she she holds the purse, and the purse is down about 33 trill right now. Okay. <laughs> it's a heavy purse. It's a very, very heavy handbag that she's you carrying around. Gucci or... But it doesn't matter how much debt we have, how big the deficits are. We can fund both Jews and Nazis at the same time. We only, we <laughs> can, can do this. Very important job. That's, that's a good distinction. <laughs> and send a hundred million to Palestinians. Too. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Basically, is- there needs to... No other countries need to exist. America can afford it all. Yeah, we should, you know, we should just, we should just take over all the countries. We should. We can fund all of it. We just okay. occupy. Mm-hmm. We'll send a thousand Americans to every country. There, that way we have to defend them. And then we can. Against de- the other ones. Against, exactly. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. And then we're defending them. Is that the them. threshold, you think? Thousand? It's probably a thousand. Yeah. I would say. Set up a, a thousand person city in every country and then you'd have to defend it. I like it. Yeah, that's a good plan. That's and a good we plan can for world it. domination. We can afford it. <laughs> of course we can. Okay, uh, moving away from this war and on to another one. 
queer. (laughs) (laughs) Professor. That's that's it. Professor. Another war. (laughs) Queer. Professor allegedly left bloodied after on-campus altercation with right-wing group. And this is being investigated. Queer professor left bloodied after on-campus altercation with right-wing group. And this is being investigated. They're wearing MAGA hats. It's being investigated as a hate crime right now, by the way. That's why I decided to look at this. And when you say altercation with right-wing group, well, I, I don't know. I guess they came up and attacked this person. I'm not really sure uh, what happened. I decided it was worth actually reading the article and digging into it. Now, they're in an altercation with someone from TP USA. A queer professor at Arizona State University was allegedly left bloodied after an altercation broke out last week between him and two members of a conservative group and what authorities are investigating as a hate crime. David Boyles, who teaches English and is a co-founder of Drag Story Hour, Arizona, was confronted on ASU's campus by two men with the right-wing group Turning Point USA on Wednesday. The next day, the group posted online a 96-second video showing Boyles being followed by a cameraman and a personality named Callan D'Almeida, who was firing contentious questions about his work with Drag Story Hour. Drag Story Hour is a national group of local chapters across the country that organizes events where drag performers read children's books to kids while half-naked flopping their penises in front of little children. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not oh, what that added, said at all. Yeah, you added I, that part. I, I, for context. It was missing context <laughs> That's a... was the problem. You can't run, Diameda said. It's best if you just talk to me on why you want to push sodomy to young people. And so anyway, they were following this guy. He's walking down the campus. There's a cameraman in the interview, and they're walking next to the guy, you know, trying to ask him questions. Now, at a point, I would say, do you think that ever becomes a violation of your... Liberty, Charlie, like if someone is walking next to you, they're not preventing you from going anywhere, but they're walking next to you for however long it is that you're walking somewhere and they're filming you, I guess you're on public property and they're asking you questions. Now, I don't know if it matters. The questions are, why do you like to get naked in front of kids? Mm -hmm. But we could just leave that out. Is that a violation of your liberty, you think? No. Okay. If you don't, let's go into a building. Okay. Go into a private building where people can't follow you. All right, so that part is um, is important. This is the video. So by the the important point here and is usually that, I just want I just want people to know usually when people get real defensive when you're asking <clears throat> them questions, they're usually guilty. <laughs> I just I want you to know that. So he was left bloody usually, not always. He was left bloodied after an altercation with a right-wing group and this is being investigated as a hate crime. One important point that we might want to point out is that he is the one who attacked the cameraman first and then the other guy pushed him as he was attacking the cameraman and the queer <laughs> fell down and hit his face well, on the sidewalk. Identified by journalists Yeah, I mean, queer. literally, the article starts with queer. Mm-hmm. The headline starts with queer. The article starts with queer. So I'm just saying what they're saying. Uh, here's them walking down the sidewalk right here. And you can see the guy get pushed. And the other guy comes up behind them and pushes him. And that was the altercation. Like, that was the whole altercation right there. Uh, he pushes the cameraman. The other guy... <clears throat> pushes him off the cameraman. 
and he falls and hits his face on the uh, pavement. Maybe people probably can't see it because there's him pushing that guy. This guy pushes him. Also, I was taking a look at your Ooh. sub stack and it seems like you really, really hate Americans. Like you just are disgusted with Americans in this country. And it's funny because you would like to see a different America exist where little boys are sodomized by people like you, right? <laughs> hey. All right. So there's your, there's your altercation. There's your hate crime investigation mm. right there. And it looks like he and the cameraman's backing up and trying to block. Mm -hmm. That's what it looks like. Mm -hmm. So I guess I asked you beforehand because is, is I think it's written in the law you can't push queers in the back. That and maybe that's, unless they should ask for it. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just wanting to finish finish the law. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. So this is a <laughs> this is the annoying part about hate. <laughs> Hate crimes. I can't. You know? Because first off, this could just be called an altercation. And if the and if it wasn't a queer that was that was pushed down to the pavement in this scenario, I think you would just look at the video and you would see that he attacked the cameraman first and that the other guy came up to defend the cameraman and push him away from the cameraman. The guy falls down, hits his face on the pavement. And if there if the word queer wasn't involved here, I feel like that's kind of the end of the story right there. Maybe the cameraman pressure charges against the dude for pushing him, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think we get this whole hate crime investigation going on right now, which could end up being really serious. I think you get the death penalty for that. <laughs> Not for pushing one, but um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. They're <sighs> moving forward, I believe, with the charges on this. Ridiculous. So, hate crimes are dumb, okay? Mm -hmm. just, on, just on their own. What's number six? Uh, let's move on to, there we go, Charlie, go ahead. All right, this is from Sarah Spector. She said, I don't understand why it's okay to regulate a woman's body to save the life of a fetus, but it's not okay to regulate the price of insulin to save the life of a diabetic. Same, same. Why do you think it's not? <laughs> well, abortion. Well, I mean, come on, this is a perfect this, analogy. This whole show is about things equaling each other. Yeah. Abortion is the same as insulin. Analogies are very You know, one thing I've always had a little pet peeve about are people that make terrible analogies. Mm -hmm. You know, people who can't make analogies are like freaking Nazis. <laughs> you get my analogy? Yeah. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, okay. Exactly. You made a terrible analogy <laughs> okay. to explain All right. that you don't like terrible analogies. Good, good, good. Uh, good. I was hoping you would get that. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. These things aren't the same. The, they're not the same thing. So it's, to compare one to the other, you're going to save the life of a fetus. You got to say fetus, not baby. Okay. So you got to use that word. All that requires is you preventing someone from taking an action. Like you tell a doctor that they can't kill the baby. Okay. Which is how like we as libertarians would say like, okay, the doctor can't take the action of killing the baby. Mm. All right. So yeah. on the other one, when you say regulate the price you of could insulin. you in the growth mm -hmm. of the fetus if you want yeah. to. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, you can't take an action that would end the growth of the fetus. Well, that one gets complicated for me because what if the mom takes an action that would end the growth of the fetus? You know, like she goes on a hunger strike. You know, right. what are you going to do? 
there's nothing you can do about that. <laughs> so the price, regulate the price of insulin, you're actually forcing other people to take actions. One of the actions you're taking is uh, you're going to take all the insulin, insulin away from everyone else because there's not going to be any left because you're going to kill the market. Uh, so that's one of the things. And when you regulate the price of insulin, what do you mean by that? You're probably actually going to subsidize the price of insulin is what you're going to do. So which means you're going to take money from other people and give it to other people who need insulin, which means you're actually forcing other people to take actions on behalf of someone else so they can provide something to someone else. You see, you're flipping the whole, you're either going to force someone to take an action to create an outcome, or you're going to say that someone can't take an action uh, to create an outcome that mm -hmm. you want. So it's a bad analogy is what I'm saying. It is. Okay. Yeah. I don't like bad analogies. I just don't. Mm. Uh, number seven. This guy's holding up a three right now. Uh, the Washington Post, they post out that the Marine Corps <laughs> made a made a concern. I actually read it that fat in my head. I'll read it. And then I realize that I have to change it afterwards. Like I still like I'll say corpse. And I'm like, that's not corpse. <laughs> it's core. It's core. Clearly, Why look they put at a P on look it? at the letters. <laughs> Come on, take the P out. Yeah, Marines. The Marine Corps has a concerted has made a uh, concerted push to become more reflective of the diverse nation it defends. The number of Black Marines who fly fighter jets has fallen. Critics say the service appears unwilling to take aggressive steps to level the playing field. <laughs> this is a problem. God. There's a problem. <clears throat> Maybe they don't want to fly. Marines struggle with a glaring diversity problem. This is the, the story. So Dad, do you realize <laughs> so American military service is volunteer? And then like wait, they're not holding anybody back because of their color? No. Well they'll they, let anybody sign up to die. No, they mentioned that in they mentioned that in the <laughs> article that they have removed any barrier to entry for, for anyone that like maybe was there in the past, but that that's not enough for them. They've got to be actively promoting black Marines up to flying these jets to fix their diversity problem, yeah. you know? So they spent decades making a concerted push to become more reflective. Officials point to sustained gains in recruiting women to join the force and then growing overall diversity among service services officer ranks. They want Women to die. But within its community fighter pilots, these efforts have failed to keep pace. And while leaders acknowledge they have work to do, observers say the institution appears unwilling to take the aggressive and resource-intensive steps that experts deem necessary to put black candidates for those jobs on more equal footing with their white peers. What? What are they talking about? What do you? What do you have to do? Well, I mean, you, I mean, it's not easy to, to become, become a, a fighter pilot, and by the way. I think that's Haven't what you seen saying. Top Gun? It's, it looked, to, well, it didn't look tough for, for him. I mean, he's, he well, was he's, fine. Yeah, and he's <clears> white. <throat> mm -hmm. That's right. True, true. Um, <laughs> to become a, a pilot of one of these areas, you basically have to have a doctorate in killing innocent civilians. <laughs> and that's tough to get. It's expensive, you know, and there's not a lot of training for yeah. that. No offense to all the fighter pilots out there. I'm sure you dream about it every night. Gary I don't Graham even Jr. think I can be a fighter pilot because I think I'm too tall, right? Isn't there a height limit? There is a height limit. I don't know if you're over it, but um, <clears throat> I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the limit is. You're probably close, mm. I would say. You, you probably are. 
Let's see. A film producer whose father flew fighter jets in the Marine Corps has researched the imbalance and concluded that the service leaders underestimate what's required for African-Americans to overcome certain obstacles that can stymie the prospects of otherwise qualified individuals. He points to previous flying experience, which is expensive. Graham also faults a recruiting system that he said has done a lackluster job engaging the black community specifically. And here's the deal. Before we even decide that we're going to go through all of this article and talk about how they have failed at this quest and how there aren't enough black fighter pilots or whatever, my main question is, for dumb bleep number seven, why is this a goal whatsoever? The main question is, who cares? <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't, don't care. I, I don't fit. You don't fit? What's the, no. what's the height requirement? So you have to be <clears throat> no less than 64 inches short and 77 inches tall when standing. No less than 64 inches short. There's a 64 short. minimum? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, so you have to be five foot four or six foot five? 77 inches, six foot five? 77 is, yes, six, mm. six five. So yeah. five four to, to six, six five. five is the range. And you range. have to be 34 to 40 <clears throat> inches tall when sitting. So you only have a six inch. When you're sitting, you have, okay. you've only got six inches. All right. And you have to weigh no less than 160 pounds. So if you're under 160, you don't qualify. And no more than 231 pounds. Mm. So if you're over 231, you don't qualify. So what you're telling me is that if I... If you fall outside these ranges, it's still possible to pursue a career in avi avi aviation. Um, but an additional screening will be required to make sure you can safely perform operational duties. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there are also specific height and weight requirements for, for specific airframes, which will be discussed during your pilot training. So uh, you can't have a history of hay fever, allergies, or asthma. You normal color vision with near visual acuity of 2030 without correction. Distance visual acuity of no worse than 2070 in each eye. And um, you have to meet refraction, accommodation, and astigmatism requirements. Okay. So nothing about being white or black, but <laughs> nothing about, okay. So yeah, you're right. It didn't mention skin color in there. No, it did, nothing about skin right, pigmentation. Right, sure. But so, there's a lot of height and weight requirements. So before we went through those specifications, uh, the point I was making is this shouldn't matter. What should matter is that the absolute best person for the job is the one who's flying the airplane. Exactly. That's all that matters. Yeah. It's, this idea that we have to have diversity requirements in the people that are, let's give all the benefit of the doubt here, the people that are defending our country and keeping us safe, all right? If we were to be invaded, who do you want flying? The DEI candidate who got put there because of the color of his skin or what was in her pants, you know, or the person who was best for the job, who did the best job out of everyone. That's all I care about. I want them to be the best people for the job. Okay, that's it. That's yep. all that should matter. Are they the best people? So that's, we don't have to go through the rest of it. Yep. <clears throat> Agreed. Number eight, this girl. Been seeing this girl all over uh, Twitter. I like in the note you put girl. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what to call her. This girl. Definitely girl. All right. So she is complaining. A lot of people have probably seen this. She is. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have to. <laughs> Sorry, that part was redundant. Yeah. So yeah. she is upset. We already knew that <laughs> she has a business marketing degree and she can't get hired at one of these 150 to $200,000 a year jobs fresh out of college. 
they want her to work for less money than that. Mm. And she's making more money waiting tables. Mm. And so it's impossible for people like her and her nice car sipping her Starbucks to get ahead in life because she can't just get automatically uh, picked up at one of these I shops. I have a bone to pick with America! So I'm headed to my serving job. <clears throat> I fucking hate it. Earmuffs. I fucking hate it. Earmuffs. I make more money serving. I have my literal business marketing degree. Now, is that better than a figurative business marketing degree? <laughs> a literal one? Yeah, but not quite as good as a metaphorical I I mean, as long as it's hanging degree. on her wall, does she have it framed? I don't you know. know. She probably does. Okay, sorry. We'll back it up a little bit. Business marketing degree that put me in a cute $80,000 in debt. That was smart. <laughs> and I make more serving sushi rolls because I've been applying to marketing jobs fucking for weeks now. And the, the pay cut is insane. Insane. But the jobs that are like a cute 150 to 200,000 a year, I'm not getting those. I'm a 20, almost 25 year old, my birthday soon, almost 25 year old <laughs> chick going against, you know, corporate ass America, people with so much experience. All I got is my degree. You know, people say, get your degree, but then they don't talk about how you need experience. The degree was the experience. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. The degree was the experience. Yeah. So just put on there that you did keg stands in college. <laughs> and so like you can face adversity. Yeah. She's and we been, should hire you at $150,000 to $200,000 a year because right out of school, you're going to provide that much value. Mm -hmm. And she was probably the only in, person that graduated with that degree. I with bet. your literal yeah. business mm -hmm. marketing degree. Yeah. Yeah. You're worth that much to someone. <laughs> Jesus. So the a couple things, 80k for this business marketing degree. Do you even I I guess you do, but I feel like technology has advanced so much now and with with social media and AI and all the all this other stuff that you need a business marketing degree from college to work in business marketing? Is that it? I mean, I'm asking a question now. I'm not saying that you have to, but is that what they're looking for? I don't think so. You're a tough person to ask because you have no experience. You're like <laughs> experience will trump education every time. Yeah, every single time. But she doesn't want to get experience. You see, the problem with everyone going to college and getting this, like I like I said earlier, everyone she, went to college. She's not the only person that graduated with that degree. Yeah. So she doesn't understand that labor is a commodity. Yeah. She's in competition with other people who yeah. are willing to take a lower salary to get on the job experience coupled with their degree mm -hmm. so that maybe in five, six, seven years, they can make that one fifty dollars to $200,000 a year. Yeah. You know, they can be at that. That's really a vice, but she wants to be a vice president straight out of school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pay me 200 G's <clears throat> and then give me a car allowance and a corner office. But Allison, Allison, <laughs> is that her name? Fit, oh yeah. It looks fitness like it. with Allison. Fitness with Allison. Yeah. Okay. How about you just grow your fitness channel? So the the thing is, you're going to have to take a job making less money and get experience. So people can then, like you just said, that's like extra plus college. Like that's like getting your business doctorate. You know, mm. you now they have plenty of other people who did take the lower paid job who have experience or they can take someone fresh out of college 
who has no actual experience doing the job, which one are you going to pick? You're going to pick the one that has actual experience in the field. Mm. You're not just going to hire someone at one, 150 or 200. It's ridiculous. Someone in the live group goes, is this the daughter of the Bud Light marketing director? <laughs> yeah. All right. Seems like it. Number nine. This is funny. The uh, UN Human Rights Council just held their elections, and here's their uh, 2024 to 2026 class of members for the for the UN <laughs> Human Rights Council. Um, uh, Cuba. I actually had to I had to check this a couple times because I thought that maybe it was fake. Um, it do, it doesn't seem to be fake. Hmm. Um, it looks to be. Real. I mean, there's a blue check mark, so it's yeah. got to be. But no, it's a. This is official. Members members include. Uh, this is for human rights, by the way. Cuba, Qatar, China, Sudan. Uh, I don't even know. I don't even know that's a country. Er- um, Eritrea. Yeah, I think that was right. Eritrea. Mm-hmm. Kuwait. <laughs> They're most known. Yeah. For their human rights, Algeria, Burundi, Somalia. This uh, Vietnam, Vietnam, Malaysia, still looking for that airplane. Yeah, <laughs> Kazakhstan. So and this Bangladesh. This page does not seem to be parody, and this actually had a community note on it that was actually talking about the human rights of all of these different countries. Now, this is what you have to do. We're gonna we're gonna pause dumb bleep right now and try to see if this is real. Because I actually did a lot of looking into this and could not find that this was actually parody. But in reading through the list, you would assume that this has to be parody, right? Like it would have to be. There's no way that it would actually be real. But as you research it, especially on Twitter. This is from news.un.org. So Albania, Brazil, Bulgaria, Burundi, China. Cuba, Dominican Republic, France, Ghana, Indonesia. For this year or for beginning, uh, they serve for three years beginning January 1, 2024. Um, China, Cuba, France, and Malawi were reelected for their second terms. So China is actually on the thing. So it looks like. It looks like the actual ones here we have are Albania, Brazil, Bulgaria, Burundi, China, Cote de Lavore. I didn't know that was a country. Never heard of her. Cuba, Dominican Republic, France, Ghana, Indonesia, Japan, Kuwait. Kuwait's still on there. Okay. Malawi and the Netherlands. We're elected to serve for three years beginning the 1st of January, 2024. Okay. So, Qatar, Sudan, Eritrea, Algeria, Somalia, Vietnam, Malaysia, Kazakhstan. Republica Dominicana. (laughs) Was that one on there? Dominican Republic? Yes. Okay. That Mm -hmm. one is actually on there. So we'll we'll hold off on whether or not this is Latin America and the Caribbean saw Cuba secure 146 votes. Okay. Russia got 83 votes. Is Cuba actually on there? Yeah. 
They're actually Cuba and China. Cuba and China and Kuwait. And Kuwait. Yes. Okay. Albania. That's good. Well, I want to look at the, um, let's see, Human Rights Councils and the inter- So. So it looks like some of those are wrong. Just knowing that Cuba and China is on there, I would assume that it's a Human Rights Council, like Human Rights Council. Wait, hang on, hang on. They go to counseling. Hang on. These are just the new members. So the new members will join Algeria, Argentina, Bangladesh, Belgium, Benin, Cameroon, Chile, Costa Rica, Eritrea, Finland, Gambia, Georgia, Mm. Germany, Honduras, India, Kazakhstan, Kurt. Kyrgyzstan, <laughs> Lithuania, Luxembourg, Malaysia, Maldives, Montenegro, Morocco, Paraguay, Qatar, Romania, Somalia, okay, South Africa, Sudan, UAE, United States of America, and Vietnam on the 1st of January, 2024. So those countries are now added to all those other countries. Okay. So the list of so countries we have are... On the UN Human All Rights Council. Yes. Okay. Great. That's good. So it says members include. So those are the members. Yeah. I gotcha. All right. So this is not a fake list of countries. It's not fake. All right. No. This that, is coming from news.un.org. Okay. So this is literally the United Nations website. All right. Good. And it's the news portion of their website. When can we get when can we get rid of the UN then? I, can I make a motion to get rid of the What do they do? These, I, these people were elected, Nate. Free and fair elections. <laughs> so here. we we support this them. Is, it's the United Nations and we're a member. This is the democratically elected group of human <laughs> rights councils. I'm so glad it's a real list because I did actually do a, quite a bit of <laughs> digging on some of these countries <laughs> just to look at their their uh, their human their human rights out here. So as you look at this I was going to put this on full screen. These members that are on this uh, this current list right here, um, you have a human rights distribution line from our world and data uh, going all the way down to like no human rights for that Eritrea, which I've never heard of before. Uh, you got places like Somalia and Sudan and Qatar and all those all those guys on there. So that's great. I'm just still wondering why we have the UN. When they said council, I thought they meant human rights counseling, like to help the people, you know, because they don't know what they're doing. They need help with it. Yeah. But that's not it. Okay. Um, The human rights council is an intergovernmental body with the United Nations system responsible for strengthening the promotion and protection of human rights around the globe. So these are the people. Maybe these people do care about human rights in their country and they are now elected on the council so they can get pamphlets to bring back to their government. I got you. To say, hey, here's what we're doing mm. wrong. Okay. Well, that could be that could be the truth. You know who got the snub this year, though, was North Korea. <laughs> they did. You know? I wonder how many they, votes they got, though. They really needed this. Because Russia still got UN. 83 votes. <laughs> Look at uh, Eritrea, the one that um, <laughs> we were talking about. That's the one I picked. Uh, their government remains one of the world's most repressive, subjecting its population to widespread forced labor and conscription imposing restrictions on freedom of expression, opinion of faith, and restricting independent scrutiny by international monitors. Uh, It's got a one-man dictatorship uh, with no legislature, no independent civil society organizations or media outlets, and no independent judiciary. Uh, Elections have never been held in the country since it gained independence in 1993, and the government has never implemented the 1997 Constitution guaranteeing civil rights and limiting executive power. Hmm. So... 
Um, that's good. That's good stuff from the UN. And then we'll look at one last dumb bleep here. All right. Electing a bunch of countries who don't care about human rights <laughs> to the Human Rights Council. That's, that's pretty dumb. Hey, we fact-checked it real time, though. It did. So that was good. Mm-hmm. I, got I went re- right like, to the source. As you were reading through, I because I already had that thought several times. I was like, there's no way this is real as the countries that are on this thing. Not, not only is it a real mm-hmm. list, it, there's more. They added more. But wait, mm-hmm. there's more. Carolina Care. This is an email that someone got. And I saw this posted out by that Felix Ammunition page that's always trolling pretty good. So I did have to go in and make sure this is real. But... Carolina Care Access for Young Adult Dependents Age 12 to 17. So here's the subject of the email. Access to your child's Carolina Care account will change November 1st. Dear parent or legal guardian, we wanted to let you know about an upcoming change to your Carolina Care account that will take effect on November 1st, 2023. Starting November 1st, 2023, you will no longer be able to have access to prescription information for your children between the ages of 12 and 17. If your child has not yet turned 12, this change will take effect on their 12th birthday. This change is to protect the privacy of your child's prescription records. It allows minors to receive prescription medication for sensitive issues as permitted by law without worrying about how their parents may react. So now the, the new age of adulthood is 12. <laughs> I guess that's... That's the age that the government takes ownership of you, I guess. Yeah. Is that 12? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I went in to make sure this was real because it seemed very <laughs> highly ridiculous. And um, they can get, they can get Zanny bars. <laughs> they can get Adderall. No, nope. they can get birth control. Anything. It's fine. Whatever, you, whatever you want. You just don't want the parents to get mad about it. It's crazy yeah. parents. Hormone you know? blockers. Uh, it's a real thing. By the way, beginning number 1st, children. Gender fluids. Age. <laughs> <laughs> IV. Gender fluids straight up the arm. <laughs> That's good. That was really good. You got to join the live group, Fed Haters Club. Go to joingml.com, okay? It's only six bucks a month. Uh, children age 12 to 17 will need to create a new account on the Carolina Care website. So now Carolina Care is that just the Medicaid for for the Carolina? Look, like North it's Carolina. It's not just Carolina because the reason they say they did this is because they serve in uh, multiple states and since different states have made this law, my guess is California. They don't name the state, uh, but that's just where my where my head went. What is Carolina um, Care? It is oh, I knew that that question would come up. Carolina Care is the home delivery pharmacy owned and operated by Atrium Health. This prescription service is included as part of the medical benefit for teammates of their family members who enroll in the health plan since they have stuff all over the country. I guess uh, that's, they have to comply. And I didn't look to see what state they're complying with, but they say in these things right here that um, basically they're trying to protect your kid's privacy from you, the parent. They need privacy mm-hmm. from you. I don't think that we have to go into why this is so ridiculous. Uh, I think everyone, uh, every competent person who's listening right now knows how. Atrium Health. So Atrium. So this basically is then the prescription program that Atrium Healthcare provides to their employees. Okay. I, I would assume. 
And it says here that Atrium Health provides healthcare hope and healing. More than <laughs> 1,400 care locations and 40 hospitals across North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, and Alabama. Greenbow. So is it maybe for employees that are outside of those states? I mean, do one of those states have things saying that you have to keep prescription records private from the parents after an, a child turns 12? I don't know. And I don't know. Hmm. Nah, we'll keep digging on that. Uh, regardless, I think we all agree that this is um, really dumb. It is the parents' children. Just to be clear with everyone, that's how we come down on the issue. This is your child, not the government's child. So whatever law it is that they are complying with and whatever state it is that they're complying with, uh, that law needs to go immediately because it's a freaking 12-year-old, okay? And what, so what are you saying? That, they're, that You're either saying that they're an adult at that time and can keep things legally from their parents? Or you're, saying that the, or you're saying that the government takes ownership of them when they turn 12. That's what I want to know. I do know that Atrium uh, and Advocate Health uh, combined, they're now the fifth largest hospital system. And it looks like around 150,000 employees, somewhere around there. Yep. All right, let's get the votes in. Let's so that's get... who it really affects. Okay. I would say. Just those kids. Let's get the votes in. Number one is Palestine equals Hamas. Number two is uh, Jimmy Quails talking about how we can't tell who the real journalists are anymore. The kicker on that was that Twitter removed the New York Times <laughs> verification badge. It's hilarious. Um, remember that time? Is it still put, gone? Remember that time you put sixty nine percent government funded on the <laughs> yeah. Canadian broadcasting whatever? Can't believe you took that away. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> Should have left that up. Uh, number three was uh, Hamas BLM. Same same Hamas leader bringing up George Floyd to talk about Israel. Floyd. George George Floyd. <laughs> number four, Janet Yellen. Of course, we can afford to fund both Jews and Nazis. Number five, uh, the alleged hate crime that occurred in the Arizona State campus where the hate crime recipient is the one who pushed and shoved first. The one who retaliated is the one who may have committed a hate crime. Uh, number six is the, uh, if you can regulate abortions, you can regulate insulin. Number seven, the DEI fighters. <laughs> There's a lot of dumbness. Fighter, fighter jet pilots. <clears throat> uh, number eight was girl. <laughs> That's all I put in the notes. I don't know what we want to call her. Marketing girl. Yeah. Sushi Allison's girl. her name. Allison. I think. Allison girl. Yeah. Number nine, the who UN. Would, who is making more money as a server than she would an entry-level marketing position. But she wants to be VP of marketing right out of <laughs> right now. college. Because she went to college. The problem That's is she, they don't didn't, understand. she didn't get her VP of marketing degree. <laughs> True. You know, she that needs would to go back certify her. Spend another 100K to get that. Exactly. Uh, number nine was the UN Human Rights Council. That one ended up kind of messy, but I, it did end up being the truth. Number 10, Carolina cares about your child changing their gender mm -hmm. without you knowing. Okay. All right. If you're part of the live group, get your vote in um, or don't. I don't care. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Yeah. This whole thing. With this whole show. Yeah. I don't care if you listen. 
I don't care if you vote. I don't care if you join the live group at joingml.com. I don't even care if you visit that website, joingml.com. And I certainly don't care if you buy a t-shirt at godhatesfeds.com. None of those things. So it either, in fact, you'd be kind of upset if anyone did do any of those things. Probably. A little bit. Yeah. It either do it or don't do it. I don't care mm-hmm. at all. I do less is my motto. So, in fact, if you're listening right now, shut it off. Don't even continue. Why do you even want to know who won? Everyone needs to finish up their votes. Dumbest thing of the week. Get your votes in. So far, I'm winning. Number 11, Chuck, has five. Doesn't count. Sorry. (laughs) I'll take my thumbs up off of it. (laughs) Boom. Okay, Carolina Cares, the one who wins. 12 to 17 is at what age your child gets to hide whatever they want from you. And what's so weird is the double standard. Like if your kid does no, something. No, they can be on your insurance till 26. So <laughs> that like after 17, do they, do you get to see you again? And it's like, you also have legal <laughs> responsibilities. If your kid does something, you know, bad, what if they get into your, what if they use your gun to kill other kids? Like you go to prison for that, for leaving your gun unlocked in the house, in the house. Uh, like those people up in, uh, Michigan or Minnesota or wherever, Wisconsin or somewhere up North. I don't know mm-hmm. where it was, you know, you have a you have liabilities when it comes to your kids and what they do. You can still neglect them if you don't give them things they need, but they can also make their own decisions on, I don't know, cutting their boobs off. <laughs> I don't know. That's probably not happening. Yeah. Too All right. Much. Well, like I said, I don't care. Thanks for voting. Um, <laughs> and thank you to Carolina those who, care. who didn't vote. That's who wins. Yeah. Good job, everyone. And I'm going to keep this up because we're currently up 30% now. There we go. Keeps going. Keeps going. So anyway, I hate all of you. I hope you have a terrible weekend. (laughs) And hopefully we won't see you on Monday because you stopped listening Mm -hmm. and you stopped caring and all of the, like, you didn't join anything. You didn't sign up for nothing. You didn't visit a website. You didn't leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Definitely. Yeah. And you definitely didn't subscribe. You don't want to leave a rating and review because then that would tell Apple's algorithms that when people search the word libertarian or politics or news, like we would show up in the search results. And you definitely don't want that. And if you're listened all the way to this point in the episode, that's like worst case scenario is for us to show up higher in people's search results for political podcasts. Okay. So you don't want to do that. Don't do it. Mm -mm. Do nothing. Good morning, Liberty. (laughs) 